I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life that I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught, find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle, and then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you, Aaliyah? I'm doing very good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, How's that Florida life treating you? You know, the weather is great. (laughs) Is it? It's still... Yeah, I was going to say, give it a month or two, right? Yeah, it's like 60s every day. It's really awesome. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We have the same here in California, and ours is going to last a lot longer than yours. I'm just... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm happy you're with us today. It's been a while since we've been able to talk about General Conference together, so I'm looking forward to it. We also have Rivka and Burke. How are you today, Rivka? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here and excited to be joining Aaliyah in her perfect weather in a couple days. <laughs> yeah. How is your Pacific Northwestern weather at the moment? Actually, today is gorgeous. Like blue skies, low 50s, beautiful. So awesome. no complaints. Plus, you know, the groundhog uh, did not see his shadow. So we're supposed to have an early spring. He's I never right, it. but you know, we're supposed to. <laughs> He's okay, got a like, 50-50 right, like, chance. <laughs> he's not even right that often, but indeed, yeah, I I have not yet um, watched Groundhog Day. In uh, it was yesterday. We're recording the day after Groundhog Day. I try to watch it on Groundhog Day, like every year, because mm-hmm. it's tradition <laughs> and because it's the best show ever, and because it teaches <laughs> gospel principles. Um, but I didn't get to it yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch it at some time soon. And I know Burke is a big fan of the movie too. Did you get a chance to watch it, Burke? Yeah. So I was actually really tired last night and I went to bed at about seven 30 and mm. then Rivka responded to a text from her family about the movie that she was just sitting down to watch it with the kids. Uh, like, oh, so I get up, I got up and I went downstairs and I watched most of it with them. I may have dozed off for parts of it, but. Yes, it is quite a good show. However, I will say that in real life, I sort of rank the groundhog seeing his shadow with um, some words of Isaiah, you know, listening to prophets who peep and mutter. <laughs> wizards, you know, so. Stop. <laughs> you clearly did not watch the live stream yesterday morning of Tony Phil, which I did. And it was fantastic. I clearly and a beautiful did not. poem to announce it. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, wizards who peep and mutter. I think that's the uh, terminology. That is the phrase, indeed. Our they do make sort wizards. of the, the groundhog does make weird sounds, but uh, <laughs> I, I might classify it more along the harmless, you know, entertainment than I do uh, mm-hmm. wizards who peep and mutter. But we all have different perspectives, and that what makes makes this great. So. Well, um, let's turn our attention now away from the weather to our talk today, our constant companion by President Henry B. Eyring, second counselor in the first presidency. This talk 
um, is about how to have the Holy Ghost with you as your constant companion. Spoiler alert, the answer is repentance. And, um, you know, as I read through it, it sounded almost like his sort of last talk where he was testifying. Clearly it's not. He's still going strong, but... You know, he came came out and said, well, I was thinking if I wanted to say my last words about the spirit to my family, what would I say? And this is what it, what came from that. So um, with that in mind, let's begin with our fundamental doctrine and we'll go to Aaliyah. What is your fundamental doctrine from this talk? Let me scroll. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. It's highlighted. I, okay. I mean, I, okay, I, I can see how I would have caught you off guard there. This is something we've <laughs> never done before is start with you and ask the <laughs> fundamental doctrine. Wow, he just went full dad on you right there. Yeah, I've heard that exact <laughs> idea before about bedtime routines, about yep. sharing things. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is my fundamental doctrine. It comes from the last paragraph. He says, <clears throat> he's talking about Jesus Christ. He says, he lives and he leads his church. You and I have the opportunity to have the Holy Ghost as our constant companion and to have those truths confirmed as we remember and love the Savior, repent, and ask for his love to be in our hearts. All right. I love it. Starting at the end. That's fantastic. So what really stood out to you about this? Um, it's a concise summary, and I like that because <laughs> it makes <laughs> it easier for my brain. <laughs> uh, what about this concise summary resonated with you? Um, it's almost like a promise blessing invitation kind of relationship, like an if-then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the Holy Ghost as our constant companion. As we remember and love the Savior, repent and ask for his love. Awesome. Um, how have you experienced that in your life? So this is sort of a, an overview of how we have the Holy Ghost with us. Love the Savior, repent, ask for his love to be in our hearts. How have you had the, the Holy Ghost in your life as you've done those things? Um, I think those three things are good fulfillments of like our baptismal covenants and just kind of indicators of our relationship with God. And I think generally as we get closer to God, we also are closer to his spirit. And I've definitely seen in my life, the more of a focus I've put on the savior, just as a general, you know, presence in my life, the more I've been paying attention to and receiving his spirit with me all the time. Okay, so the more you turn your focus to the Savior and to having the Spirit with you, the more you receive it and and feel it in your life. Yep. Okay. We were just talking about authenticity um, and struggles before that we hit record. So tell me about <laughs> tell me about the converse. Has there ever been a time where you've struggled to do these things and and felt less of the Spirit in your life? Um, I think. Well, so I, my mission was like definitely the highest in my life that I've felt the spirit that consistently. And I kind of assumed Mm -hmm. it would go down when I got home, but it really didn't. Um, and all throughout like the summer and the school semester, I was feeling really good about it. And then I moved here and life and routine is different. And so it's taken some adjusting. And I think I unintentionally took a step away spiritually not a lot, but just more than I had been. And so I would say now is the like a spiritual low point that I'm actively trying to climb that mountain again and just have better scripture studies and 
and remember the Savior more so that I can have that presence back in my life. As strong as it was okay. before. It's still there, just not as strong. <laughs> awesome. I think anytime you make a big life change, you have to really exert a lot of effort to maintain or sort of renew those holy habits. Um, you just fall out of that routine and takes effort to get back into it. So, mm-hmm. okay, <clears throat> well, let's go on to Rivka. What was your fundamental doctrine? Okay. I had a couple, but maybe I'll pick this one. So apologies in advance if this is one that you guys had underlined. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I knew it. Wait, I complained in advance. With, but I won't use that one. Okay. If you have felt the influence of the Holy Ghost today, you may take it as a sweet evidence that the atonement is working in your life. That's mine from this talk. And I Ooh. think... It's because I've been preparing to um, teach in Relief Society or lead the discussion on Elder Danes' talk from earlier in conference, the Sir, We Would Like to See Jesus one about spiritual blindness. And in it, he says, you may struggle to see God as a loving father. You may look heavenward and see not the face of love and mercy, but a thicket of rules through which you must wend your way. Perhaps you believe God rules in his heavens and speaks through his prophets and loves your sister but you secretly wonder whether he loves you. Um, and there's quite, uh, he talks a little bit more about that in the in that talk, but I was thinking about how common it is for us to wonder if we're doing things right, if we're repenting right, or if we've repented fully, or maybe where we stand with God or what our, you know, our level of righteousness or purity is. And so I love that he very clearly says, if you have felt the influence of the Holy Ghost today, you may take it as a sweet evidence that the atonement is working in your life. And I love that. I love that, Rivka. Thanks for sharing that. I I love that he gave us a good way to have a check with the Lord. If you're feeling the spirit, um, the spirit, you know, is the sanctifier. It refines mm-hmm. us and purifies us. If we are feeling the spirit, then we, the atonement is working in our life. And that it's as simple as yeah. that. So, um, <clears throat> We call that feeling, Rivka, at least on the podcast here, and we think that we're doctrinally <laughs> correct, a hope crisis, right? Where, mm-hmm. yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, and sure, he saved everybody else around me, but I have a hard time believing he is saving me or can save me. Um, and that's like a sort of a, a silent crisis that happens so often that for someone who might be attending church all the time, going to the temple, doing all these things, but doesn't feel like the gospel applies to them. So when you feel that feeling, how do you, how do you um, rebuild that connection with the Lord and, and re uh, ignite that sense of, of worthiness and, um, and bring the spirit back into your life, Rivka? Um, I mean, I don't, I think what I do, and it's the simplest thing, and it's just all that the Savior asks us to do, is to turn to him, Um, which sometimes sounds simple. But if you're in one of those um, hope crises, sometimes prayer gets pushed to the side a little, or reading the scriptures, all those fundamental things that can be easy to take a break from doing that if we're feeling like maybe it's not doing anything um or our prayers aren't being answered or you know we're not feeling the spirit like we 
think we should be. He talks a little bit about that later in the talk. Um, but I think sticking with those, for me, sticking with the those fundamental practices and trusting that whatever hiccup I'm in, <laughs> he will see me through it and I'll come out the other side and feel that again. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Well, let's go on to Burke. Burke, what was your fundamental doctrine? All right. So I'm going to read this quote. Anytime it's in a talk is my fundamental doctrine. And I have, <laughs> and I will continue to, but here it is from President <laughs> Russell M. Nelson. In coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. I love it. And why do you love this so much that you uh, like to point it well, out in every single talk that you so it? The fact that it's been repeated so many times, I suspect means that it's really quite important. And I am in the process of transitioning from one job to another right now. And the job I'm leaving management has been particularly contentious. And it's been really difficult in a lot of ways that I I kind of anticipated, but still hard. And I think of the number of times over the last few months when I made a decision because it just felt a little better. Not great, not wonderful. I didn't see the future unfolding in front of me, but I would have two decisions in front of me. And I was like, this one feels a little better. And I am so grateful for the Holy Ghost to guide me in those moments because, you know, many small decisions add up to large changes. And I would agree. Like he doesn't just say, you know, it, it, well, he says it will not be possible to survive spiritually, but I feel like surviving spiritually means getting through all the things in life right now and being able to maintain your, your attitude and your hope and your desire to go forward. And in that regard, the Holy Ghost can guide us through all aspects of our life and not just our scripture study, you know? So, yeah. Awesome. So it sounds like for you, this is not a future tense sentence it is is present tense or even past tense yeah um, it's now for me yeah ongoing i love it um you you described exactly what it felt like so many times to pray about callings um at least in my experience many of them it would be like just when you know how you stand outside and you sort of like lift a finger up to feel which way the wind blows and you can barely feel it blowing in one direction um, that's what it felt like so many times. Sometimes it was like lightning striking or, you know, or drums pounding, you know, something obvious, but most of the time it was like this so subtle direction. Um, well, and a number of times it's even been that like when the decision finally comes up, I remember multiple occurrences from the past when I was thinking about that decision and how one, one way kept feeling better, even when yeah. I was pondering about it, but I couldn't say why. So then when it finally comes to the moment, I was like, oh, this is why. So it's been, it's been awesome in that regard, but otherwise kind of a difficult situation. Okay. Well, and he quotes President Nelson. I think this is the third paragraph and that's what you read. And um, I don't know if Aaliyah is still keeping track on a spreadsheet, but this is the last talk on the Sunday morning session. And I think we've had two or maybe three total that have not quoted President Nelson up to that point. Is that right, Aaliyah? Of the ones I've recorded, which is all but two, there's only two talks that have not had a President Nelson quote. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, he he is clearly um, the the other leadership of the church is clearly listening to President Nelson. So another another reminder that we should be too. Uh, 
And in as much as my favorite President Nelson quote ever is under the Lord's <laughs> direction and in answer to prayer, certain procedural adjustments have been made. <laughs> this one might be second. So <laughs> those are two oh, excellent ones and interrelated. So <laughs> Uh, I, I, I mean, you could quote that one every podcast and it, we would be better for it. So, all right, we're going to go back to Aaliyah. What other quotes stood out to you from this talk, Aaliyah? Mm, one of the parts that I really liked, and I'm pretty sure I've heard him talk about this idea in some other like devotional kind of setting. Um, but he's talking about our prayers. And he says, the key for me and for you is to want what the Savior wants. Our motives need to be driven by the pure love of Christ. Our prayers need to be, all I want is what you want. Thy will be done. And obviously humility is a big part of the gospel. Um, but I, <laughs> this this is real. <laughs> I've lived this. Um, there's lots of times where, and I think we can still pray for certain things. You know, but uh, sometimes when we're making a big decision, I don't get a real clear prompting one way or the other until I really actually believe the words and say, like, I'll do whatever you want, you know, knowing and trusting that whatever the Lord sees for me is definitely better and it's a much bigger scope than what I see. Right. What what makes that so challenging, Aaliyah? Pride. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning on our own understanding. I don't know. Everything. <laughs> uh, I love your clear, direct answers. <laughs> Why is your life so hard? It's my things. fault. It's all me. <laughs> uh, and how do we fix it? Repentance. All right. We're done with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of my favorite talks ever is he says the same thing, but in a longer story where he tells about being a deacon and praying that he can sort of, I don't know if he used this word, but perform well when he, you know, um, passes a sacrament. And then years later, bringing the sacrament to someone in their home as an adult male Melchizedek priesthood holder and how much his prayer had changed to just, um, I just want to do what you want me to do. Let me represent you well. And you know, be thy hand, you know, be thy hands for this person. Um, and it, that was, I know that's how, how I should be praying, but that talk really helped me to change so that I actually did pray that way. Okay. I, you know, I know this is what I want, but I, I just want to do what you want. And yeah, it's really hard. So, so thanks for bringing that up. Um, next up we have Rivka. What else stood out to you from this talk? What other quote? Well, um, less of a quote and more of a pattern that I noticed. He um, he says, I've come to better understand what it will take for them. And he's talking about his children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren. What it will take for them to have the constant influence of the Holy Ghost in the days in which they will live. And I felt impressed to speak today of my personal experience of inviting the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and then... He shares a bunch of scriptures and quotes and he says things like, I take courage and you could from this one verse. And then he says, this assures me about this. I've been encouraged in the same way by the account of Nephi 
going on and on. I've been encouraged by knowing that Nephi was guided by the spirit. Then he quotes Elder Holland and he says, that assurance has helped me. And, and so I thought at first I was like, I thought he was going to tell, <laughs> tell them what they needed to do. And I realized that the pattern showing, at least for me, the pattern that I saw out of this was that he went to the scriptures and he listened to the words of prophets and apostles um, teaching how to do that. And then he believed them and believed that that same pattern could work in his life. And then he tried doing that and was able to have the same results that they did. And I thought that was such a beautiful example of applying scripture patterns, learning from the people who took time to write the stories down in the scriptures, listening to the words of the prophets and, and trying to do what they asked and then having the promised result. I just love that. That's a great insight, Rivka. Thank you for sharing that. It, he didn't share these earth shattering miracles that occurred in his life. He's like, oh, I read this scripture and it made me feel better <laughs> and it can help you. Yes, feel and it gave too. you assurance and it encouraged me. And so I did the same thing they did. Yeah, it's really simple, but uh, just a beautiful pattern. Yeah, awesome. And we can all learn from that, right? No matter how much we're learning from the <laughs> scriptures, we can we can all learn from that. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to Burke. Burke, what other quote did you want to discuss from here? All right. He says here, uh, we need and you will need the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. Now we desire it, yet we know from experience that it is not easy to achieve. We each think and say and do things in our daily lives that can offend the Spirit. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to be uh, to feel like you share something similar with someone in the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. He admitted he, he messes up sometimes. And I was like, yes, me too. Sometimes I do. And then he also says, when that happens, as it will, we may feel disapproval from the Lord. And I'm thinking, yes, yes, I have felt that. And then he says, we may be tempted to feel we are alone. And in my mind, immediately, I remember my summary of what Satan wants. And he wants all of us to feel alone. God wants us to feel loved and together. And Satan wants us to feel alone. And so I think when we remember that, feeling or when we feel that feeling of aloneness, we need to remember that it's our job to do something to get back to where we were. And fortunately, we have a pattern for that, and that is repenting and partaking the sacrament. Amen. I love that. And he, to tie it back to Rivka's fundamental doctrine, right after that is when he gives a quote about, if you feel the Holy Ghost, the atonement is working in your life, so you don't need yep. to feel that feeling. So yeah. You repent, you take the sacrament. If you're feeling the spirit, then it's working. Yeah. And um, I don't think it's an accident. He says we may be tempted to feel we are alone because temptations come from Satan. So when you start yes. feeling alone, that's where that comes from. Yes. that That's a powerful insight. I love that. Um, so we're, I'm going to sum up here. Um, he is telling us that we need to have the Holy Ghost with us to survive in this world. And the way to do that is to continually repent, um, to listen to the scriptures and to the prophets and to not get discouraged and just to keep, keep going, keep trying, and you will have that Holy Ghost with you. Um, before we get to invitations, did anyone else have a quote that really stood out to them that they wanted to share? 
Um, I have one that I really loved that where he says, of all the things of which the Holy Ghost testifies, the most precious for us is that Jesus is the Christ, the living Son of mm. God. Yes. Amen. I love it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Perky. <laughs> Thank you. Right on cue. <laughs> exactly what I was hoping for. Um, th this talk is like so simple yet so profound. I mean, that's something we should all know, right? But it's beautiful, simple, and, and something we all need to hear over and over. Okay, let's go on to invitations and promise blessings. We've talked a little bit about that, but let's get into some more. Aaliyah, what other invitation and promise blessing did you find here? Um, there was one that was a scripture from Doctrine and Covenants, and I have never, I don't know if, well, let me check the footnote real fast. Yeah, okay, so these verses are back to back, and I did not know that. <laughs> I've always seen them <laughs> out of context, I guess. Um, anyways, it says, Let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men, and to the household of faith, and let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wash strong in the presence of God, and the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. The Holy Ghost shall be thy constant companion, and thy scepter, an unchanging scepter of righteousness and truth. Um, so that's a lot of words to essentially say, um, as we are filled with charity and have virtuous thoughts, then the Holy Ghost will be our constant companion. Okay, awesome. That And that sounds like a step-by-step -step process to me um, that happens over time. Mm-hmm, a cycle. Okay, the, the cycle of, wait, what did President Nelson call it? The opposite of the pride cycle, the virtue cycle. The virtue cycle. Yep. Um, Rivka, what was an invitation and promise that stood out to you? Uh, he says, as we pray and then heed the Spirit's promptings, we gain greater insights and blessings to guide us through the increasingly difficult days ahead. Awesome. Easy to um, going back, well, Yeah, going back to what President <laughs> Nelson said we needed. And great. Okay. So let's let's end with Burke. What other invitation and promise did you find, Burke? All right. I'm going to quote Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, who said, Whenever these moments of our extremity come, we must not succumb, succumb to the fear that God has abandoned us or that he does not hear our prayers. And when I hear this quote, and I've heard it before, I always picture Bill Pullman um, on uh, Independence Day, you know, we will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> but I feel that... Um, your willingness to just not give up then brings the blessing, which is the rest of the quote. And he says, he does hear us. He does see us. He does love us. So don't, don't let yourself get in that place where you feel like he doesn't care anymore because he really does. Yeah. It can be hard when you're, you're deep in that darkness to, to not give up. Um, anything you feel Burke that has worked for you to, to hold on when you're having those dark moments. You're going to be shocked, but for me, it's the gospel fundamentals. <laughs> Not shocked at all. <laughs> it, and, and I say it, you know, a little glibly, but um, there are no times in my life that I've, uh, I was going to double negative that. Um, because I started out every day with very few exceptions by immersing myself in the scriptures and pondering on the things that God wants me to do. 
then later in the day when things get hard, it's much easier for me to go straight to God in prayer and ask for help and recognize also in so many cases, I've already felt the spirit that day at some point. And so it just, it makes me want to keep trying because I know he's there and I know he's willing to help even though it is hard. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I remember one of your answers to a similar question before actually you and Rivka might've both said this, um, was like, well, what if, what if you're doing those things and they, they aren't working and it, and the, the answers you've both given is just, just keep doing them and and yeah. they do work. You just have to give it time yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the other thing that, that makes me think about and Rivka has talked more about this in the past is if you're in a depressed state, you may not be able to feel all of this, even yeah. though you know you're doing the right things. And sometimes you really just have to keep doing the right things because you know, in the past that they have been the right and that they have helped you. And then, you know, bring up the Helaman, remember, remember. So, yes. Yeah. Awesome. And president, or president Irene brings that up in footnote number eight, by the way, the, the, ment the poor mental health thing. So mm -hmm. it's actually a part of this talk. There you go. Oh, I, I didn't read that. What did he say? Um, he, so he quotes from the life help section of the gospel library. It says an inability to feel the spirit or a general feeling of apathy or numbness can also be a symptom of poor mental health. For example, at times I feel, have difficulty feeling the spirit because I feel numb. And then he says, if you experience difficulties with your mental or emotional health, please be assured of heavenly father's love for you and continue to pray to him and trust in him. Wow. That was awesome. They, the footnotes are always so good. What a great little little aside there. Um, so yeah, just keep swimming, to quote Dory, right? <clears throat> and Aaliyah. And Aaliyah. Who and me. <laughs> <laughs> and remember who you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to add one invitation, even though we're right at the end of our time. This is like the most gentle call to repentance that maybe I've ever heard. And... I think it captures the spirit he's going for here, which is like, hey, we all mess up. Just just keep trying. And we've sort of talked about this a little bit, but I just wanted to read the, the invitation and the promise. So the invitation is, if you find yourself having difficulty in feeling the Holy Ghost, you might ponder whether there's anything for which you might repent and receive forgiveness. And here's the promise. You can pray with faith to know what to do to be cleansed and thus more nearly qualify for that constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. And he says it so matter-of-factly, just, hey, if you're struggling with the Holy Ghost, just check. Is there something you need to repent of? If so, do it, and then you'll get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Um, so straightforward, but so beautiful, and it goes along with all those other straightforward and beautiful principles he taught here. So, yeah, And that, um, that one, too, reminds me of Elder Maxwell's Lord. Is it this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I offer you not, this? <laughs> not, is it I? Is it this? <laughs> yep. I love that Elder Maxwell quote. Alrighty, well, that was a wonderful talk, and um, given in that beautiful, gentle, um, elder Iring way. So that brings us to the end of the Sunday morning session. Our next talk will be the first talk in the Sunday afternoon session, Jesus Christ is the Treasure, by Elder Dale G. Renland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, Aaliyah is going to tell you how. You can email us at wordsoftheprophetspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can message us on our Facebook and Instagram at Words of the Prophets Podcast. Awesome. There was like a split second delay before she started talking. And I really thought she was going to troll me and say, oh, I wasn't ready. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <I can do> <laughs>
<laughs> but she didn't do it. Beautiful. She didn't do it. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks everyone who joined us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.